Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission, on September 23rd, Friday. Normally, we come to you on a Tuesday, but this week we're coming to you on a Friday. We're going to be talking about part two of Compassion Strategies, but before that, we want to do a few updates. And so, uh, Marion Crable, Lamanda Broyles, good afternoon. Hello. It's early in the morning, so we're doing this all different, and yeah, we're kind of thrown off a little bit here, but uh, but we're going to get there. So, Lamanda, this is uh, a day after your official five months. Yes. As executive director. Has yes. it gone fast? Yes. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> um, let me rephrase that. Yes, it has. You know, on one hand, I, I just feel like this is what I've been doing. You know, I'm, I'm so wrapped up in it and I love it. But then on the other hand, there are sometimes, especially with the challenges, I'm like, I feel like I've done this forever. And then on the other hand, I feel like it's gone by so quickly, you know, so it's kind of both. Is that what the Bible means when the... Uh, <clears throat> To, to the Lord, a, a day is a thousand years. I mean, it's like it's a, like a really a long time. <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, it's been an incredible five month journey, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, it's been uh, there's been a lot of incredible uh, changes that have come mm-hmm. along, and uh, just you know, from the guy who kind of understands this job a little uh-huh. bit, you do. You're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Thank you. And so uh, we're just excited about what the next five months is going to be and yes, beyond. Yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, Lamanda, uh, before we get into our uh, topic here, we want to talk to Miriam about an update also, but there's something happening tomorrow in NOTO. Yes, yes. You know, we are so thankful to have all of our friends in NOTO um, from just the incredible businesses and um, just the different offerings that they offer our community um, through the arts and um, just the exposure piece. And so, um, tomorrow you can come out uh, for a couple of hours beginning at 8 from 8 to 12. Um, there's going to be a pancake feed. Um, and so that is $10 for anybody over the age of 17. Uh, ages between 5 and 16, it is $5 and then under 5 is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and this benefit is a way to be um, exposed uh, to just the neatness of NOTO. Uh, it benefits the arts and it also benefits TRM. And <laughs> don't worry, I won't quit my day job. But apparently, um, I signed up also for at 11 o'clock. <clears throat> I am going to be creatively decorating and making pancakes. Yeah. Making them. Yes, mm-hmm. making them. Apparently, and, and we only have batter. Too. Yes, and decorating them. Um, and it's a competition. Can you believe I'm going up against... I've heard there's a challenge. There's a challenge. Uh, She and I actually did some uh, funny pictures earlier this week Mm -hmm. um, in uh, chef's jackets, and it involves some pancake mix. Um, But we are actually um, going against Rachel the Hope Dealer. Hope Dealer. Many people know her. She is... uh, Barry, you know her. Miriam knows her. Just a sweet, sweet, spirited um, person that is is doing everything in her power to partner with others to bring hope. Um, And there is always a smile on her face, um, just bubbly. And Mm -hmm. she, you know, I joked with her the other day and said, um, you just have spark wherever you go. And if you know her, you know she loves the sparkle. Um, But anyway, so it's been a fun challenge um, and competition, but Secretly, I'm still hoping to win. <laughs> secretly, um, well, yes, yeah, yeah, secretly, <clears throat> but it's going to be yes yeah. in a Christ-like way, of yes. course. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, come on out. It benefits uh, Noto. Uh, we appreciate all that Tom and um, the directors there are doing. The businesses. It also benefits uh, mm-hmm. the Topeka Rescue Mission as we're in this together to just really uh, make our community great. And we do appreciate that relationship with the whole community, and in particular Noto. Yes, uh, being our neighbor, we're neighbor of them, and mm-hmm. and they've just been so supportive the, yes. the artists the businesses um ever since the beginning of noto and it's just a, an incredible unique relationship yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely miriam there's also a, a pretty important day uh yeah. every year yes. that's occurring uh, today absolutely um, and uh, you kind of know about this I uh, do. as former director of the uh, united way yes. the great united way of topeka um what is today today is nancy perry day of caring which is just such a wonderful community event the united way of greater topeka puts on this event every year and it brings together hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that go out across the community to nonprofits then to help them do projects that very often they couldn't get done. Mm -hmm. And so it's from, you know, 
individual groups, it's company groups that will come together. They'll have breakfast in the morning and then be able to go out and do these volunteer projects. We've got folks that, as long as the weather is good, can do outdoor projects like mulching and Mm -hmm. uh, doing different kinds of things that we need done outside that you can't always get done because... You have so many other things going on. Right. So, but it's it's a wonderful day. It's incredible to see all of the people across the community mm-hmm. that are willing to give back. So it's it's a great community day, and it's just something that I think our community should be really proud of. And they have fun. Mm-hmm. And they a have a fun. lot mm-hmm. of fun. And help in, in ways that uh, a lot of organizations don't get the job done. <laughs> Absolutely. This, uh, and it's, it's incredible that United Way really takes the lead on this and mm-hmm. makes this happen. And mm-hmm. really is such a convener across yes. the community mm-hmm. on so many issues, but even on bringing volunteers together. United Way just does an incredible job. United Way is a wonderful partner for TRM, but also a wonderful partner just for the community and nonprofits and businesses and government as a way to really look at how do we do better? Mm-hmm. How do we do better when we work together? And one, more, it's more, great. one more evidence of some great things in the Topeka area. Oh, yes. People coming together to help other people. Um, with all the challenges that are going on in, in the country yes. and the world and the uh, bickering back and forth and the people not getting along and, and, and really stressful times, uh, we have these things happening here. Absolutely. And not that everything's beautiful right. everywhere here, but um, we have this happening that really does bring light in these dark times. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It brings yeah. hope. It does right? bring hope. It, brings it does. Hope. It does. Just like Rachel. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so much. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, Miriam, we're going to go ahead and jump into what we're uh, calling part two. If you listen to last week's podcast, which was number 139, this is number 140. Uh, that's how many podcasts we've done since yeah. we began this, which has nearly been weekly since mm-hmm. we began. So 140 podcasts ago, mm-hmm. but last week was 139. We talked about this uh, new effort uh, called Compassion Strategies yeah. and uh, how um, um, I'm involved involved with that and, mm-hmm. and also others as well as a Topeka Rescue Mission is, is a ministry and other entities in the community. And so, Miriam, we kind of gave you the floor uh, last time and mm-hmm. we're going to do that again for yeah. you to ask questions, uh, both Lamanda and myself, about compassion strategies. Absolutely. And, and in particular, every name of home. Right. Yes. Yes. So just to recap for folks that might not have had a chance yet to listen, it really was you really shared with us about this new community initiative mm-hmm. and what that looked like and how um, serious the issue is of the growing homeless population across the nation, but also right here. And we've seen evidence of that in an article you just shared last night mm-hmm. with us um, in terms of how how this situation is growing in areas that have not seen it before. Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about how one size doesn't fit all. And mm-hmm. sometimes we get really locked into how we've done things or how we've done things individually. So really kind of picking up from there, Barry, talk to us a little bit more about, kind of give us another overview of compassion strategies, but really dive a little bit deeper into this every name of home piece of this. Yeah. So compassion strategies basically was birthed out of a number of people um, expressing a desire to get involved in helping people, mm-hmm. um, but really needed kind of a, a guidance or strategic approach. And, and when I say helping people, all the way from coalition development, community safety, homelessness, hunger interventions, trauma interventions, and those kind of things. So what we've been doing is building a platform through an official a nonprofit organization called Compassion Strategies to collate or bring together experts from the Topeka area as well as around the country mm-hmm. who may be able to help out organizations and uh, being able to share that information. So kind of like a resource center. The reason we're calling it Compassion Strategies is that it was birthed out of a, a, a book I read many years ago by a man by the name of Marvin Olasky called The Tragedy of American Compassion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summary of that was basically we've kind of uh, lost our a real understanding of compassion and what it means. And uh, he mentioned in that uh, writing that uh, generally the idea of today, and this was written over three decades ago, mm-hmm. is that we think of compassion as, as a desire to alleviate suffering. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it falls short of the Latin version or the root meaning of compassion, which means to suffer with yeah. or suffer alongside. In other words, we can give money to a thing or give concern to a thing, have empathy for a thing, but it doesn't change anything Mm -hmm. unless we then get involved in the thing that needs to be changed. All right. So that means personal skin in the game. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can, we can sit in the bleachers and talk about something and we can judge it or we can even buy tickets to it. But unless we actually get on the field, we don't win games. Yeah. 
And so that's where the uh, real focus on, or if we need to do something uh, more effectively, we need to really focus on what it means to be compassionate. And there's a lot of people that want to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Second part of that whole title is strategy, is that we don't really necessarily uh, know how to do a thing once we have that understanding of what to do unless we have a game plan. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the strategy part of this. And something that's birthed up out of that is this whole issue of the growing issue of homelessness. Mm-hmm. And uh, meeting with uh, uh, elected officials at the federal level, state level, local level, uh, not only here in Topeka, but uh, people in agencies uh, like the regional director of HUD, um, all saying, man, we we got a crisis on our hands with homelessness across this nation. Mm-hmm. And so um, while we've tried this and we've tried that, and there's been these one-offs over here and one-offs over there, uh, the reality is, as you said, one size does not fit all. One solution does not fit all. So how do we take all the possible solutions yeah. to pull those together and so um, to be able to come up with that, that strategy. And then the other component along walking alongside those who suffer is getting to know them mm-hmm. and what their story is and to engage with them. So we have um, been in the formulation mm-hmm. of something called every name. Name. Yes. There's an issue there. A uh-huh. name. You, 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 you can say homeless, every homeless, mm-hmm. a home. Or you could say every person a home. But when you say every name, well, what's your name? Mm-hmm. And that's where the beginning of relationship really begins. When mm-hmm. I get to know your name, you get to know my name. Yeah. Now, if we don't really care and we just do it as a formality, then it's nothing different. But if we really get to know someone's name and we spend yeah. some time getting to know them, now we've got a relationship. That's what's been missing in the great war on poverty mm-hmm. is that we've thrown trillions of dollars at something over nearly 59 years. Yeah. And we haven't seen things change much because it became more of a systematic approach of, of programming versus personal connection. Mm-hmm. We all need connection. People who are disenfranchised, who are experiencing chronic homelessness or in that period of time in their life feel like everything is lost, it's over with, is that they are not only needing a place to stay, Mm -hmm. but they need connection, positive, personal connection with people who really do care. So we're calling this Every Name a Home Partnership. So in there... Every name, we're going to try to reach everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, a monumental task. And we're going to try to see if we can find an option for them to have housing. And we're going to do it together, mm-hmm. partnership. Mm-hmm. So it's called Every Name a Home Partnership. Yeah. A lot of uh, details behind all that, but sure. that's, that's the basis of the why. Well, so I'm a little bit curious. So is this why you left TRM? No. No, I left TRM. Well, I didn't leave TRM, actually. I'm still hanging around. Uh, but I stepped down as executive director uh, because God, the best of I understood, mm-hmm. said, your time's over mm-hmm. as being the director of the mission. And we've shared before, he confirmed that in my heart yeah. uh, and mind. Uh, coincidentally, did that with Amanda as well. Yeah. And so I said, okay. And, and the reason I can say that um, is that when I came here, I had a clear calling to come here, very clear, over 36 years ago. And I said, Lord, would you make it that clear when it's time to go? And he never did until uh, year ago, April. Mm-hmm. And then he did. I go, okay, well, what next? <laughs> then that started sure. the processes of saying, okay, what next? Sure. So, Lamanda, we're going to come back and talk about TRM and this Every Name of Home. But I'm curious, in terms of your perspective, mm-hmm. what, what really is Barry's role here now at TRM? He kind of implied that he's not completely done at TRM. Sure. So what is it that he's doing now at TRM and how does that benefit you and the organization? What does that even look like? Mm, that's a great question. Um, and one that I think is answered easily, you know, just the same way that we prayerfully sought out what the Lord was doing by bringing me here. Uh, we're doing that same thing with Barry feeling somewhat released from his duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Barry knew that it was time uh, because the Lord made it clear that he was no longer going to be executive director, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't feel released totally from our ministry. Um, as the newbie coming in, um, Miriam, there has never been one time at all from when I was his senior director of operations to us talking about the transition, even post-transition, mm-hmm. that I feel like, mm, his time here is not helpful or his time here is done. Um, I don't feel that in my heart. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that in my mind. Um, And I don't feel like the Lord has shown us the big picture yet. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what Barry and I are doing individually, but then also together is carefully saying, okay, Lord, show us what it is that Barry 
does not need to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not because he can't. It's not because he won't. And it's not because I don't want him to. It's because the Lord has distinctly said, don't continue doing these things. And we know it's because he's opening doors for Barry to lead the charge in other areas. And so um, when I get asked, you know, is is Barry still there? What is he doing? Um, A couple of those duties. uh, One of the things that he's really helping me with is uh, form some direction and some changes with our chaplaincy program. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've added a chaplain and we just really want to make sure that we are um, intentional but also not forceful Mm -hmm. and making sure that we are providing opportunities for uh, spiritual and ministry support when needed, but then also just that we're checking on people, Uh, the the humanity piece, the love piece. Um, And so he is really helping that because um, it really needs some attention, some guidance. Um, We appreciate all that um, Champagne has done in the past and she just has such a sweet heart and she has a desire to see everyone. She does not want one person unseen. And so um, to then pair her with Mike, um, who had a different role here for many years, and he felt led to be Mm -hmm. more of this um, shepherding type uh, role, uh, the Lord's working that out. And so that's a big responsibility of Barry's right now, um, is looking at that and not just what do we need here in the shelters Mm -hmm. with those roles, Mm -hmm. but then is the Lord going to open that up to go to help people on the streets? You know, what does uh-huh. that look like? Um, one of the things that I make clear that Barry's no longer doing is the on-call. Mm-hmm. You might hear him say, woohoo. Oh, I'm going to do that already. <laughs> yes, that's right. I knew that was Praise coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, so, you know, he hasn't done that in several months. Um, and the on-call and then just the day-to-day operations, the decision-making – all of that he has very easily transferred over to me. I still remember a day I came in and he was grinning from ear to ear. And I said, what is it? And he said, I've started cleaning out my desk. And there was just <laughs> folders of stuff that I'm going through. Oh, you haven't seen it all yet. Uh, yes. And he said, I'm just going to give this to you in stages. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the main duties he's still doing is this chaplain program and just really like supporting Mike and Champagne yes. and hearing their thoughts because they have great ideas for what they want to do for our guests and for our families. Um, and so he's just kind of shepherding that. But the day-to-day operations is, is not you. what he's doing. Yeah. Now, one thing that I will say, too, um, and he might say it's even bigger of a job, uh, but he is my advisor. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I... I'm not sure, Miriam, that I can really put into words how much I appreciate that. Sure. Um, because there, Barry and I have kind of done this in a way that a lot of people did not recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people recommended uh, that because of Barry's longevity and because of how he's known that really 30 days and he needed to be out. Yeah. Um, he and I didn't feel that way. And I don't want him to hear this. He might think I like him. But okay. <laughs> um, he has been so vulnerable to say, LaManda, if I'm not needed or you feel like it, that my time is up, please tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that. Yes, you oh. said that. I've got you recorded. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but then he also has been so good about saying, anytime I have questions or I need him or I need that wisdom or yeah. I feel like the Lord's saying, seek wise counsel on this, he's there. Sure. But when I don't need him, he also lets me fly. Yeah. And so um, is he still a very important, integral part of TRM? Absolutely. And I have no desire for that to change anytime soon. However, the duties that he is holding here, if the Lord was to tell him tomorrow, I need you to go do this, Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to pull him away from TRM, we're also able to allocate these things to where they need to be because um, even though Barry is extremely humble and doesn't want anybody talking about Mm him, um, the heart that he has matches the wisdom Mm -hmm. and matches um, his ability to be a peacemaker and a bridge Mm -hmm. to many people. Mm -hmm. And I will never stand in the way of that um, by releasing him too soon or trying to keep him here too long. Um, So he is value to me. I love having him here, but I also will separate some um, 
if the Lord tells us to. Sure. Now, the joke is, and I'm semi-joking when I say this, is I really need him to be here with me until he's like 120. Yeah. yeah. And Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, you know, he's still a value here, but the day-to-day stuff that he's running and all of that, he's not doing any of that anymore. That That is all me. Uh, but he has made himself available for any need that I have. That's great. Just, just add a little more onto that. We're, this is unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not recommended. Uh, <laughs> but we are finding some other organizations who are in a similar position to TRM are now asking us, how did you do this? Yes. And so we've just been very blessed because of the connection yes. uh, between Lamanda and myself, the board of directors, mm-hmm. and this team here at the Rescue Mission that this is working. Mm-hmm. And so now we're doing a little consulting uh, mm-hmm. with some other ministries who are saying, how do we transition this out? We don't feel good about what's been recommended yeah. of taking, uh, I just talked to somebody in another state last week and their director's been in the position with their mission for 40 years Wow! and they don't know how to transition that individual out. Sure. Sure. And so they're saying, uh, can you help us? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so this is, this is okay. Which is, which is really kind of a nice dovetail in with compassion strategies even. Yes. Right. I mean, there, there is all of these links, Mm -hmm. it sounds like, whether it's compassion strategies in general, or even every name of home. Barry, dive in a little more. So give us some of the components of every name of home. Like why, why is this a new, what's different? Yeah, really what is different. Yeah. So I think that um, what, uh, and there's nothing new under the sun, but it maybe can be compiled a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great efforts going on in the country. There's a lot of great efforts going on in Topeka uh, in regards to addressing the homeless situation, but yet we have a runaway homeless situation. Yes. So uh, sometimes you may have all the right uh, ingredients for the recipe, but yeah. the cake never bakes because it right. was put in or mixed wrong. And so one of the things that is very common to addressing anything in business or the nonprofit arena or government is that different organizations maybe have a piece of it, but they don't collate the pieces together well. Yeah. And so how do we bring those ingredients together well? Uh, MAP, Mobile Access Partnership, is a great uh, example of bringing together the pieces well. You have different agencies who've come together to bring their expertise, bring their equipment, and do something together to do it better and to be a game changer. Mm -hmm. And so it's a similar concept of Mobile Access Partnership um, to where, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically reaching the unsheltered homeless with showers and food and supplies and medical and help for their pets. And the list goes on and on and on to be able to do that together. And what happens is that then people are engaged with on a personal level and they begin to trust and they begin to want to do something different other than be homeless. So if we could take something like that to the next level, um, uh, every name of home um, is a partnership of doing things together in basically three areas. One is engagement. Mm-hmm. How do we engage with the unsheltered homeless in a different way together and look at those things that we're doing really well and find out the things that we're not doing well and see where we can fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. So in that arena, we are talking about creating something that hasn't been done, and that's data mapping. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we go out and really know what the numbers are? Mm-hmm. And so we don't, we guess. Uh, there's something called the point in time count that mm-hmm. is uh, the federal government initiated. It's required for cities that get any kind of federal money for the homeless, for housing or whatever. And uh, they do it one time a year in January mm-hmm. uh, across the country. And then they say, well, that's how many homeless we have in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of problems with that because yeah. somebody may not have been in their tent or wherever the day they go right. counted. And so th- those, those are issues, uh, weather involved. But that's the best they've come up with. Uh, but we're saying... We see them every day. So can we get out in our community, engage with people, engagement, that's number Mm -hmm. one, to really find out where they are, start that initial conversation with them, Mm -hmm. find out why they're there, and also then record where they are and then maybe track them to get a better understanding. Do we have 100 unsheltered homeless in our our community? We have 200, 300, 400, Mm -hmm. 500, 600, 700? We don't Mm -hmm. know. We think, we guess, mm-hmm. but it's not a good idea to spend trillions of dollars guessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll say that's number one. Uh, number two in that whole regard, in regard to engagement, is to more effectively do our outreach programs, to enhance those programs to where we actually know where those camps are and we have relationship with people in the camps. Number three is to take a look at the map program that we already have in place, see how we can keep it going to enhance it where mm-hmm. areas, maybe there's some missing components. And then number four in the engagement piece is... Um, to have a coordinated entry system 
for the homeless to access services. Okay. So um, that's something that uh, the city of Topeka is already embracing, looking at it. What can yes. we do together uh, to be able to have this kind of one-stop shop? Sure. And so if we do those things together, um, then we go on to what we call housing opportunities as part number two. Mm-hmm. And that is, what are those housing opportunities? We have some things in place today, primarily for nearly 70 years, Topeka Rescue Mission has been the main thing mm-hmm. for the homeless. Right. And we've been realizing that there are other options. We uh, created some other options in partnership, again, partnership with the city of Topeka through emergency solutions grants due to the pandemic and rehoused over 200 households Right. because of that. Yes. Uh, people who were formerly homeless or facing homelessness now are in their own housing, and most of them have stayed in the housing, like 99.9% mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. almost uh-huh. have stayed in the housing because of that system working. And so mm-hmm. we have, are examining through every name, again, engagement, getting to know people, a home partnership about what are those things that we have going and what are those things that don't exist right now. Mm-hmm. One is a low barrier emergency shelter. Mm. Now, Topeka Rescue Mission does its very best that it can and has all these years to be low barrier. In other words, taking people right where they are is 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 challenging as they may be at the mission, but it's what's referred to as a dry shelter. You can't necessarily mm-hmm. come intoxicated or high on drugs. Why not? Well, one is you're taking care of a lot of people who are trying to move forward in life. They're right. trying to abstain from alcohol and drugs and those kind of things. And this is not a good mix to put those people together. So we're going to be looking at that. How can we create that particular kind of operation in Topeka? Topeka Rescue Mission may be the one that does it or somebody else may do it. Okay. Um, we're going to be looking at, uh, again, this uh, tiny uh, transitional tiny home community or transitional uh, something home community. We're just going to call it tiny home because there's different models out there. I talked to an individual that's very excited about this out of Scottsdale, Arizona yesterday, who said, we heard about what you're trying to do in Topeka. Can we be a part of this? Oh my goodness. Yeah, right. Now they have connections in Topeka, uh, but uh, they live in Scottsdale. And after I explained every name of home says, can, can I be a part of that? Wow. So, yeah, that's really How cool. Exciting. A developer. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be looking at that next thing if you're a mobile access partnership site and maybe you don't feel comfortable coming into a rescue mission or you don't need emergency shelter or you're not ready for community housing. Uh, what's that next thing that comes out of the tent or the car or whatever? And we have found that it's proven that these small supportive communities mm-hmm. uh, to where people can go to that next step for a few weeks, maybe months, uh, and then get them stabilized, then the, then they can go into long-term housing or to maybe uh, a rescue mission situation. Yes. So the other one is is this educational equipping center. That's what Topeka Rescue Mission is today. It's a place where somebody can come in. Uh, they're uh, on, on, in need on the spot of, of shelter. But we began to analyze through our uh, guest support services to be able to help them to move forward. And uh, is, is are, are they needing uh, mental health treatment? Are they right. needing uh, substance abuse treatment? Are they needing job training? Uh, yes. What do they need? And to give them the kind of time to work a program to move forward. Mm-hmm. And many people over the years have just benefited from that in, in such a tremendous way and are successful in our community today because of that. Yes. Um, Cornerstone of Topeka has done a phenomenal job over the years of being that place that is um, transitional mm-hmm. in the community, yes. not a homeless shelter like the Rescue Mission, not a tiny home transitional, not emergency shelter. Sure. But we began to partner with them in 1986, <laughs> and uh, Cornerstone provided that transitional community housing with programming. And so they're interested in being a part of this as well. Um to add back in programming, which they haven't been doing for a number mm-hmm. of years because of funding. So we say, okay, there's another housing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then the final one in that regards of opportunities, and I say final, probably not the final, mm-hmm. is going to be um, that uh, continuation of helping people to get into the community to get into permanent housing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's uh, what's working, and mm-hmm. uh, we want to keep it working. But again, not everybody's ready for that. Mm-hmm. The people that have a variety of different situations. So we want to look at the whole panoramic thing. Who owns that piece? Who owns another piece? And how can we do it together? And then the third part is a future future development. Mm-hmm. We think that there is uh, substantial reasons to consider some alternate housing in our community, permanent housing, mm-hmm. uh, in the tiny home area. Um, we're saying tiny home, something bigger than the transitional tiny home, but something that would be more community-oriented that would be for people who really want to be together in a neighborhood. Yeah. 
who can afford it, and it's much cheaper than it is to build tr- traditional housing. Sure, sure. And then, and then future expansion of affordable housing units, whether that is in uh, congregate um, apartments or individual housing or whatever. Because one of the things that's becoming a challenge now with the rehousing stabilization program at Topeka Rescue Mission is that individuals um, that are working that are finding it hard to find good homes for people to relocate. And we don't put people put people in bad homes, yeah. bad neighborhoods, right. where it's a, a bad housing condition. And so we have to analyze how do we develop future opportunities to really address this on those three levels. So every name a home partnership yeah. in summary is looking at this in its holistic picture, looking at what it costs to do do it all, mm-hmm. not one off here, one off there, and not saying one size fits all, but let's say what are all the components that we can actually put all the ingredients together and do it together sure. better. Yeah, that's that's so exciting to hear about this. And um, I appreciate the perspective of, you know, it isn't just about housing people, but it's really about supporting them in that housing. Yes. You know, Lamanda, you sent something out uh, about some work that's going on in Kansas City. And one of the things that I believe it was the mayor said there, um, it is not just housing first. It's housing first, mm-hmm. but not housing only. Yes. Right. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about, Barry, that this is a much more comprehensive view than just getting a roof over somebody's yes. head or thinking that an apartment or a house is right for everyone from right. the very beginning. So, Lamanda, when you talk about, when you hear this, mm-hmm. and when you think about the work that TRM is doing on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that everybody's plates here at mm-hmm. TRM are pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Where do you see TRM actually fitting into this other work, into this every name a home kind of work? What's what's the role of TRM or is there one? Mm-hmm. Absolutely there is. You know, I think of kind of the uh, push and pulley system. Um, and really to have a good driving force, we need to be pushing yeah. all together instead of pulling against each other. And there are so many... Um, agencies, ministries, companies, businesses, doing um, nonprofits, doing their part, um, trying to push forward in helping people. Um, But sometimes we can accidentally then be pushing against each other uh, because we could combine efforts. We could combine um, strengths. We might be able to, um, you know, TRM might have a weakness that someone else has that, that that's their strength. Mm-hmm. And if we paired that together uh, and vice versa. And so when I think of what uh, the Lord's just kind of laying on Barry's heart to do this and move forward and, and bring um, multiple people together, I, I can see it as being a a force of movement where we're all together, um, linked up, moving forward towards solutions. Um, and so there are a number of ways that even though this is not something that came out of TRM, um, it it is very separate from TRM. Mm -hmm. Um, there might be places and and businesses that um, are able to partner with this that we haven't been able to yet. Um, so even though it's separate, I see it related. And so just a couple of areas that kind of come to my mind and my heart, Miriam, are we have some amazing staff here. We have experts in area of trauma. We have areas um, of expertise of just um, caring for people and uh, logistics and organization. I mean, there's just a lot. And to me, um, we need to be tapping into that and not just solely keeping that information here. Mm -hmm. If that information could help others be better equipped and trained for whatever person or situation comes in front of them, We need to be sharing that knowledge, sharing those techniques, best practices, um, sharing our mistakes. You know, if someone has a a thing that they want to start up and we've done it, well, let's learn from our mistakes, too. Um, But then also our our talents and giftings that the Lord has given. Um, I also think uh, when I'm thinking about what Barry is talking about and just the potential in this, I don't want us to not be a part of it. I know. Um, Because to me, then that means we are isolating and doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. And that's just not something that we're really a a part of. You know, do we have assignments here and various departments across the ministry for very specific purposes? Absolutely. Uh, But that doesn't mean we have to do it in silos. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I know all of this good work is happening with all of these other people taking the time to come together, um, using resources, all of that for the betterment of the individual, which then betters our community, 
then I would be doing a disservice as the executive director here to say we're not going to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so to me, there is nothing about this new initiative that concerns me, but there is every bit um, of me that is excited to say, in addition to what we're doing at TRM, we can utilize what we know to help others that are going to be a part of this partnership. Sure. I, I think that sounds great. So how do we, or how do you all, um, intend to really kind of combat, well, isn't this what's already been going on? Mm-hmm. You know, what What really is new here? You know, we've always talked about the need for housing. We've always talked about that it's really better if we collaborate. Um, we've talked about these things for years. So why now? Why, why is this the right time to roll this out? I think policymakers and funders of the homeless uh, area on federal, state, and local levels are all saying, we know this doesn't work mm-hmm. the way we're doing it um, because we've had all these amazing ideas uh, that have come forward and we've funded, and again, trillions of dollars over 59 years. And so, first of all, you have to say, is what we're doing okay? Mm-hmm. And everybody would say, apparently not. Yeah. Um, and so, fortunately, in our area of the country, we're not as in critical shape as we are on some other areas of the country. Mm -hmm. But still, it's growing here. And there are people very much aware. um, Don't look too far from here. In other parts of Kansas and Missouri, Mm -hmm. Kansas City area, got some big issues going Mm -hmm. on here. And uh, it's not that far away. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have to say, okay, are we good with what we've got? And if we're not, what's better? Mm -hmm. What is different about this is predominantly the together piece of this Mm -hmm. and to say how do we look at the wide range of needs that individuals have and not um, only look at them in siloed versions Mm -hmm. and realize this is going to be expensive Mm -hmm. but we have to also then examine what are we spending now Mm -hmm. and I don't remember if last week we talked about those dollars. You did a little Mm -hmm. bit I think it's worth repeating. So so on a national basis uh, right now, and of course these numbers are arguable, um, but uh, they are indicating that it's about $36,000 are spent on one homeless person per year. If we just took 200 homeless people in Topeka, Kansas, so that $36,000, that's $7.2 million a year, and they're still homeless. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have we done in spending $7.2 million? But there's some trends that are happening right now with an aging homeless population of people who didn't have adequate savings, can't do the cost of living thing, only have a minimal social security and can't afford rent, can't afford food, and end up living in their cars, living outdoors, and they face uh, chronic homelessness. And that age group is average to be about 60 years old. And that group is biologically about 15 years older if they spend uh, a year or longer unsheltered. Mm -hmm. In other words, the trauma that happens to them ages them very, very rapidly. And if you add a number of years to that, Mm -hmm. uh, that group is expected to triple by 2030, Mm -hmm. not that far away. If we took that same 200 homeless and we applied it to that group, it's not $36,000 a year of cost to a community. It's Mm $125,000 a year, primarily most of that medical. That takes that price tag, same 200 Mm -hmm. people from $7.2 million to $34 million a year. Okay, now when we're talking to policymakers, um, funders, they're going, oh my gosh. Okay, we're spending that now and they're still homeless Mm -hmm. and human suffering is not alleviated that much. Now we're ready to talk about doing something different. Yeah. And that's why Every Name a Home has the potential, even though there will be sticker shock when we bring all these organizations together and saying this is what it will cost. The data mapping piece, mm-hmm. for example, not cheap. Mm-hmm. But in order to really know what to do, we need to be able to say, are we willing to invest in that mm-hmm. for a future investment so that we aren't just doing the same thing we've always done? Right. People uh, tend to get frustrated with anything that they cannot understand, Mm -hmm. and they feel as a problem. Mm -hmm. And what is happening across the country, there's becoming an animosity, lack of compassion, going the other direction towards the homeless. And that doesn't win any wars. That doesn't solve anything. Some people want to arrest all the homeless and put them somewhere away just to get them off the street. Well, there's a problem with that. And it's a good thing. It's called civil liberties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. so we don't we don't want to go there. And the longer we continue to wait on this, the more animosity that will uh, occur, the more rejection people will feel. And then we go to war with the poor. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we intended to do. Right. And so there's a lot of reasons to say, what is it that we could do differently? Mm-hmm. And is this a fix-all? No. What it is is the beginning of an opportunity to address this differently in a more comprehensive approach. I always say, 
if you uh, are fans of KU or K-State, mm-hmm. uh, you know that some have pretty good football teams, some have pretty good basketball team, and now one looks like they have both. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you know, to my chagrin, because I'm a K-State guy. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for I'm pulling for the Hawks right now too. So, but but anyway, uh, they don't win games unless they look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. They don't become uh, NCAA national champions without the right team, right people working together with the right strategy to do it together. If they just wish that they would win, they never win. Right. They have to invest in the win, and then they win. That's human nature, mm-hmm. and that's what we haven't done so well in this arena of homelessness. So, so Barry, you, you've talked about it, and even as we think about TRM's role in this, you've talked about Cornerstone and Vallejo, and you've talked about some of these partners. Those all sound like the usual suspects mm-hmm. in terms of people that have been dealing with this issue. Is there not a role for business in this? Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a role for business in this. Um, business is affected uh, adversely um, if we don't do something here. Uh, people maybe don't feel safe around homeless uh, encampments. Mm-hmm. If we look at, uh, throw them out there because of national attention, Seattle, Portland, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, uh, those businesses are suffering greatly. People don't want to move to those communities anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't want that happening here. Right. And so um, if that would be uh, an issue here, which it very well could be before we know it, is that business would want to invest in a solution-based mm-hmm. Uh, to try to help Topeka to be a place where people want to come live right. and work. Right. And so um, I think that business has a role here, but not only in the concern area, but the investment area. Sure. Uh, investment in, in the area of uh, financial, investment in the area of uh, helping develop systems, investment in the area of people power to be involved in places like Topeka Rescue Mission and Cornerstone and wherever they mm-hmm. can be involved in mm-hmm. to be able to help us do what we need to do. And, you know, something that strikes me too, as you talk about the data mapping, there's probably no business out there that tries to address a problem that doesn't Mm -hmm. know the scope of the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Because so some of these things, as we apply business principles to them, right. Think Mm -hmm. about this from the business standpoint, it all makes so much sense, which I think would be attractive um, to other people coming to the table and saying, yes, we have to be involved. I don't think Hills, uh, which is a global company now guesses how much dog food to make No, Mm -hmm. or what kind of combinations of dog food. They do a whole lot of research so that they can serve a great product to win the game for their business as well as the pets that they care about. Sure. Mm -hmm. So Lamanda, as you think about this and, and I know that, um, that it's, it's complicated and it's complex. Mm-hmm. And as we look at TRM's role, how in the world do we add more to our plate? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't necessarily see it as adding more, Miriam. Um, I see it as um, taking what we're already doing, uh, partnering with maybe people that we haven't been able to partner with, um, sharing knowledge in a very intentional way. You know, for instance, time. Mm-hmm. Time is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and time is something that is worthy of us carefully investing just like we do donations or money. Um, but there's not a lot of opportunity. Let's just pick our trauma department. If our trauma could take what they're doing here at the Topeka Rescue Mission and give some of those other ideas to businesses, it would change the business mindset. Agreed. Um, and if they could, and and just so much good stuff, yeah. but we don't have anything right now that is intentionally bringing people together that might not always be at the same table. Right now, we kind of have a lot of people out there doing stuff, but sometimes we don't even have the opportunity to mix and mingle mm-hmm. because what we're trying to do in our silos, we're trying to do so well. And so I don't necessarily see it as oh, one more thing. I see it as the thing mm-hmm. to do because the collaboration is there. Um, and I also see where sometimes we struggle um, maybe with questions with things or how are we going to do this or what does that look like? And if we could just have opportunities... Mm-hmm to see other people's viewpoints, hear what they're thinking, maybe their ideas, um, instead of us, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but kind of feeling like, oh, we're doing this, the, the load is heavy on mm-hmm. our shoulders, for us to realize we're not doing this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to have um, strategic conversations about what's been done, what we're doing, 
and then a game plan for moving forward. Um, and that it's not just the role of this entity. It's not just the role of this entity. Now we're going to have this approach and this thinking, and that's together. We've been able to do that with some, but not a lot. So something that is kind of scary when you talk about this, and I'm, I'm curious about your perspective, is that when we go into work like this, that's mm-hmm. so partnership-driven, sure. that's so um, beyond just what we do, mm-hmm. sometimes you can feel like resources are, resources are going to be diverted in another direction. Sure. Do you have any concerns about what the work that uh, Barry and Every Name a Home and Compassion Strategies is doing that would be pulling mm-hmm. resources away from TRM and the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked that. I don't. I have um, no concerns because it's not a competition. To me, it's actually going to be all of us being wiser stewards mm-hmm. of resources. And that resource is not just money. Mm-hmm. Um, that resource can be time. That resource can be ideas. That resource can be um, things, objects, Um positions. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. So when Barry and I first started talking about some of this, it never even crossed my mind of, oh, no, someone might jump on this. Because guess what? What Compassion Strategies is doing is not necessarily a competition or different. It is an initiative that means, hey, all of the good stuff we're all doing, now we're going to be one force, one Mm -hmm. force that others can't reckon with. Um, And what's our end goal? Our end goal is to help transform lives. Um, And so I kind of see it more as there could potentially be a different avenue that resources um, funding, all of that could be used in a more strategic way. Mm-hmm. And that it's not necessarily any of us getting less. It's all of us, though, being uh, having a more intentional outlook mm-hmm. on what we're going to use and how we're going to use it for. Right. Um, and, you know, I just want to say one more thing, Mary, when you were asking, you know, why now? Why is, why is kind of the time? Um, a couple of things popped up into my mind. And one, I just think that our community is one that is often looked at as we're kind of the pioneers of things. Uh, We kind of are one that lead the charge. Uh, We're risk takers. Um, We are, we are not afraid to dream. And I'm talking everywhere from government to Mm -hmm. agencies, ministries, nonprofits. There are just amazing people that have been before us um, that have laid some of the groundwork for just a moment as this. And then now we have just several of us who all just are totally different, but have one thing in common and that's loving people and in our community, our devotion to our community. And so when I look at just some of the people we have all over, there's just camaraderie. There is critical thinking. There is, um, conversations that are hard and crucial and people aren't offended. Yeah. We're They're able not afraid to of them. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just see that as as a reason why now. And sure. then the other thing I was going to say is our community is generous. Mm-hmm. I feel like we hear inside TRM and out people all the time are looking out for one another, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how can I help with this? What can I do to, to serve in this way? Um, and it's also the generation that's out there right now. They're looking for purpose. Yeah. They don't want to necessarily spend their time if they don't know it's making something better. Uh And so to me, looking from that viewpoint is another reason. And lastly, we have MAP as an example. Mm -hmm. The Mobile Access Partnership has partners that if we would have said something five years ago about this, Mm -hmm. people probably could not have dreamed, Mm -hmm. you know, from a United States viewpoint, Mm -hmm. um, that we could pull five to six trailers and have anywhere between five and 10 tents out all in one parking lot. Um, And that we could put differences aside. We could put all of that to make this happen. And we started that last May and and we're still doing it. And it's in September. Mm -hmm. And so to me, we also have the groundwork for something that looked impossible. Groups have made it possible. And then now why do we not continue to replicate that and continue to take risks to say right. it can be done? We, yeah. we can think it, we can dream it, and most of all, we can do the hard work to, to see it come to fruition. Absolutely. Well said. People and I are, know, go ahead. People are not used to people getting along, Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age. Yeah. The unity. The unity, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and to keep your autonomy and have unity. Yeah. 
you know, we, 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 we have seen TRM uh, be able to be involved in so many different efforts. It's been kind of an incubator for yeah. different things. But you look at NOTO mm-hmm. and TRM. People years ago said, that'll never work. Yeah. Before that, it was the Great Overland Station. That'll never work. Uh, you look at uh, Mobile Access Partnership, as Lamanda talked about. That'll never work. Yes, they do. It's about relationship. It's about every organization. Yes. <laughs> a relationship like every name of home is about relationship. Right, right. Well, I, you know, we could talk about this for hours, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think both of you are obviously very passionate about this, about TRM's role in this, and mm-hmm. just about the new opportunity that could come from this mm-hmm. um, across our community. So I, I would hope that we would be able to have updates along the way and really be able sure. to have conversation. But you all have said some things that are just really powerful. You know, Lamanda, you you called this a force of movement, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that is just a critical piece of this, is that we don't remain stagnant, mm-hmm. allowing everything that's been going on to continue to go on around us without saying, we've got to do better. Mm-hmm. And Barry, that's what you were saying. Look, we're doing all this. We're investing all this money. And yet... And yet, mm-hmm. we're not seeing the difference. So can't we do better? Mm-hmm. So I thank you both. I, I appreciate that very much. And just know that hopefully I'll have another chance to talk with you both about how this is going and the success that both organizations are finding, whether it's Compassion Strategies or Topeka Rescue Mission, that you're making a difference. You're, you're bringing about incredible change for some of the most vulnerable folks in our community. So thank you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, Miriam, and mm-hmm. thank you for asking us yes, great questions to uh, get this uh, conversation further down the road. I want to give one example uh, as we close here today about doing things differently. When I first came to the rescue mission, my first two weeks at the mission, I realized that um, our cooks in the kitchen were trying to peel potatoes with a spoon. Okay. Yeah, a spoon. So they flipped the spoon over and scraped the skin off the potatoes. And I asked, why are we doing this with a spoon? This was uh, April of 1986. They said, because we cannot afford a potato peeler. Now, we were still feeding people, right? Uh But it took them all day to make mashed potatoes, Mm -hmm. right? And so I, uh, at that point, I, uh, we didn't have any money. But I thought, well, okay, let's try to get a couple of potato peelers. (laughs) It was amazing Uh how having the right tool taking a risk yes. and going ahead and doing it the right way changed the game yes. of how we made potatoes. That's great. Same thing here. Absolutely. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission. You've listened to part two of Compassion Strategies. Uh, just another uh, exciting way that we come together relationally um, to be able to do things better together. Maybe peel better potatoes <laughs> together. And uh, if you would like to uh, help uh, promote uh, com- uh, our community, our mission, you can subscribe, you can rate, and you can share. This has been podcast number 140. If you'd like to listen to the beginning of this, just listen to last week's 139. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org. If you'd like to support TRM, there's ways to do that by push now, give now, and also um, getting ready for Christmas uh, to be able to give now to help us to uh, bless many in our community. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission.